What about Vietnam? A podcast with Gary Newsom. The series where Gary talks with travelers about their experiences and adventures. Find out more about Vietnam from the people who have actually been there. What about Vietnam? Whether it's adventure, exploring the culture and cuisine, shopping, or just soaking up the sun. Let Carrie and her travelers pave the way for a magical holiday in Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Xin chào and welcome to What About Vietnam. I'm really excited to invite you to a three-part series with my special guest, Mikel Angel. Mikel comes to the program as the head of the Human Resources and Quality Working Group. Now, this group works inside the Vietnam Tourism Advisory Board, and this board's a private entity advising the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism of Vietnam. It's a three-part series. Part one today is actually going to talk about the very subject we're kind of dying to know about, and that's around when can tourists visit Vietnam again? What are the conditions going to be? Uh, with Mikel, I get to sort of unwrap some of those conditions. We talk visas, we talk travel insurance, we talk about what's going to be good for Vietnam and just how things are going to roll in the next um, three or four months as those doors open and Vietnam gets to, you know, put all these uh, new strategies in place. He's a great guest. He's been in Vietnam for 22 years. He's been across uh, a wide range of industry sectors and he has a lot to offer. I know you're going to enjoy it. Please stay tuned for part one and part two and three uh, as they unfold in the coming weeks. Let's welcome Mikel to the program. Mikel. Vietnam kind of fell off the radar a little bit this year because of the uh, COVID pandemic and how it struck so deeply so late. Vietnam was doing so well and then to have this tragedy is just is, is, is hard to watch. We, we are seeing some positives with the vaccination and the program is definitely picking up. I know I shouldn't ask you to crystal ball uh, or estimate when you think the doors would open, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> well, you, you, you can shop there because I'm sitting with the decision makers there. Before we recorded podcast, I, I was talking to some of these key persons that they called me. Well, Mikel, you know, uh, some destinations are starting to open. Uh, now we are in, in November 2021 recording the podcast there, but maybe we can do an update in a couple of months to see if things are, are happening there. And more than a, a crystal ball or to see the future, whatever, is what do we really want to see with our feet on the ground? What do we want to see happening in Vietnam? Let's say in December, January, Tet, the Lunar New Year, and moving forward for second quarter and rest of the year. So at this point in time, um, several provinces, and now at this moment we have five. That was the recommendation that we gave to the government. There are five provinces there. We call it Fukuok, we call it Hoi An, we call it... Uh, that, correct, that they are already opening their doors to national, domestic, and international arrivals. 
without quarantine. Important, because no one, I think no one from Australia, from Europe, from US, is happy coming to Vietnam in a two weeks program and stay one week closed in any, doesn't matter how beautiful is that hotel, because it's not actually the hotel or the resort, it's your room. It's not that you are at the pool there in an all-inclusive, dancing in the swimming pool and taking selfie pictures, sending them around the world. No, absolutely a no-go. So these five provinces are now, now today, open to national and international arrivals without quarantine. Today. Wow. Today, the 4th today. of November. 4th of November, 2021. So flights oh. are coming in from Europe, US, flights as we are sitting in our tourism advisory board with the three major airlines here in Vietnam now operating international flights at the moment, eh, Vietnam Airlines, Vietjet and Bamboo Airways. Bamboo Airways is the latest to arrive. Now they are flying from the US direct flight to Vietnam, which is a very good news. So these companies, they are already with some agreements signed with other countries in order to bring people in and bring people back in a safe manner, without quarantine. In a, when I say a safe, safe manner, means that we all with mask, we all with our double jab or triple, some people now are starting to get a triple vaccination depending where you're coming from, and with a health protocol of a lot of uh, hand uh, soap on the planes and keeping the distance, all the air hostesses and ground staff with mask and a kind of a, this protection there and taking a good uh, steps eh, towards the pandemic. They are requesting also some, they are requesting this 72 hours prior to your flight PCR or test, just to ensure that you are coming from a safe destination. We know Australia uh, handle it quite well. In Europe, other countries handle it also better or worse, but they are starting to recover. And this is actual situation at the day of today. Mm. Other international flights also starting to arrive to Vietnam that since last 2020, they were only allowed to carry Vietnamese repatriated back home yes. around the world and experts who were coming here to Vietnam. So we bring some tourism experts during that time, some doctors also yeah, from right. other countries to help us pass this pandemic uh, yes. and this bad months that we suffered. There is uh, also, correct me if, if uh, I got this right, there's also a requirement around travel insurance. And yes. travel insurance has to include uh, the coverage for COVID up to mm. the value of 50,000 US dollars. Mm. Well, what we, what we did, uh, that, that's an interesting point, what we did when we present all our documents and proposals eh, to the to the minister eh, and to the, all the vice ministers and the team, and we sit with them during this pandemic, we also give to them an annex where we were uh, showing to them what all the Southeast Asian neighbor countries were doing. So Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, Cambodia, Singapore, Malaysia, all this was fully eh, included in our report. Yeah. So, as you know, uh, of course, medical uh, insurance, uh, I think, during this 21st century is a must. So, whatever you travel, invest wisely and put some dollars there in a the travel insurance. That can save you a lot of problems. And it's not only traveling to the U.S. that many people say, oh, if I go to the U.S., yes, I make a travel, but the rest of the world, I think, is worth 
worth. If nothing happened, fantastic investment. And if something happened, save you a lot. So we decide to make this 50,000 covering. I mean, nobody's looking if cover 40 or cover 60 there. But what we would like to see is that if in the past there were travelers coming from around the world to Vietnam without any insurance or coverage, so I think it's now time to improve after COVID, not to do the same mistakes we did in the past. If let's accept people that come with the travel insurance. So if you fall down during your trekking or you go to the swimming pool, and unfortunately me, I see sometimes people at the pool that just fall down and knock their nose into the floor and keep bleeding there, and you need to go to a hospital, just think that some destinations here in Vietnam, they will not have an international hospital ready to attend. And you will probably need an airplane or you will probably need an, an, uh, an helicopter to come and bring you to Bangkok or to Singapore. If in Vietnam, we cannot give to you what you deserve. So these need to be covered. Just because if something happened to you in Ho Chi Minh City or in Hanoi, you easily go to the pharmacy and they will give you the, the, the medicines there without any problem. They will cut there, they will give you the, the, the whatever you want. Or you need to go to international hospital in Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City. Not a problem. You pay what you get, that's it. But if you are in the middle of a minority doing a trekking there in the middle of the rice paddies, beautiful, nice pictures, and you twist your ankle, what's the problem? Mm. I don't want, I'm a taxpayer in Vietnam. I don't want to pay for you to get an airport back to wherever. Exactly. So that's your responsibility. And, and you know, being in the travel industry for as long as I've been, which is you know, a long time, I, I have stressed to people all along and, you know, I don't want to be the devil of doom, but uh, I do think uh, travel insurance is essential for everyone. But I have a caveat with the travel insurance and people when they take on an insurance policy, they need to read the fine print because even when the pandemic first hit, there, we had travellers that were stuck um, who'd literally arrived into Hanoi and we had to put them on a plane and, and send them back. Well, they were, they were very angry. They were irate. They, they said, look, I have travel insurance that's going to cover us and everything. And we went back to them and said, the, once they declare it as a pandemic, uh, the travel insurance will not be covered. Pandemic, no cover. So I just stress to everyone listening to make sure that you get and you see ticks in those boxes. There, are, It's not going to be every travel insurance company that does offer it. So be very selective and you probably will pay more than you have in the past. But peace of mind, there is no dollar value. Um, it's worth it. I it's will say worth it. I've always traveled with travel insurance and it's always done well for me. I got yep. stuck in Prague and I was really, really sick in Prague and you know they were able to get a doctor to my hotel and all the rest of it and I didn't pay anything for it and in Vietnam where the system is already uh, at its kind of peak uh, and it's still recovering and I'm hoping that down the track uh, there's going to be some more improvements in that area to give people assurances uh, but you're right if you needed to get airlifted to Bangkok or something like that that costs that costs dollars so, yes, so I think that is something that everyone is going to have to consider moving forward into next year. And um, I'll be really interested, Mikkel, also to see uh, what uh, your board and what uh, the immigration department does with the visas. Um, I was glad to see in the last few years they brought the e-visa because, you know, most countries can 
come into Vietnam visa-free, except Australia, which I'm still trying to figure out why. Uh, and that's probably another course for another conversation. But um, with the e-visa, I'm wondering whether they will change or they will uh, be more discriminating uh, against uh, things. I'll ask more questions and, and things like that. So I guess that's a wait and see what uh, well, is going to be part of that. Well, no, no, that, that, that point, I mean, we, we are sitting uh, with the uh, Department of Immigration there, with the police and Department of Interior working on that because uh, the, the job we do uh, involves several ministries to work together and all them important. Uh, so let's not forget on that. So the, the, the issue here is that uh, more and more we keep adding more countries to this visa-free two weeks. And what we achieve now is that these countries that they sign agreements and we put in that list there will not be two weeks, will be one month. Because some people do not come to travel these two weeks. Some people say, I will go 20 days because I will do a little bit more and I will make an extension. We still did not talk about Halong Bay, for example, exactly. and Katba Island and this part that you cannot miss if you come to Vietnam. Thank you so much for being on the program. I think we've covered a lot of ground, given a lot of things for people to think about. So I just want to say I'm just so grateful for your time and your insights. Well, thank you very much for having me here in the program. As I said, I'm not, it's not the first time that I listen and hear because I think each story that you are sharing with us, Gary, is interesting in a way or another. doesn't matter where you are based. So each one has a story and for me, more than sometimes talking, because, yeah, I like to explain and I like to transfer my knowledge to the new and old generation and to, to, to everybody who wants to listen. I want to be an active listener and just stop, switch on your podcast there while I'm cycling here in Ho Chi Minh City in the middle of rice paddies, buffaloes and cows and listen to you, Kerry, talking to people from wherever part of the world, not only Australia, talking on how they see Vietnam I also learn a lot from all these people sharing their experiences. And from there, I can bring them back into the table where we decision makers try to, of course, do more good things and less bad things. So thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for listening. Check out the episode notes for more information. What about Vietnam? Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review and stay tuned for more fun adventures in Vietnam. What about Vietnam?